0: Welcome back to For Folk's Sake, I'm your host Paige, and this week our guest is Bree Tilkey. Bree is one of my oldest friends. I dropped out in college in 2015 and started working at K Jewelers, and that's when I met my friend Bree. We immediately hit it off, and I remember talking to her behind the Neil Lane display and feeling like I had genuinely met another part of myself. We were instantly inseparable. We started doing girl dates, running errands together, sneaking me into bars, And it's just been really amazing watching Brie grow these last seven years, and she truly is an inspiration. Brie was one of the first people I put on my list, and I'm so happy to finally have her on the podcast. Her story is one of determination, resilience, and kindness, and I'm so honored to have Brie put her trust in me to share her story with you all. So with all of that being said, enjoy episode 28 with Brie Tilkey. say that you're really good at, uh, like, encouraging her that, like, there could be 50 voices yelling at you mm-hmm. and telling you you're wrong, but if you give power to one person, yeah. the 50 voices are canceled Yeah, by the one person that exactly. you were able
1: to help. Exactly.
0: You're always down for the underdog.
1: I am. I'm always, <laughs> always down for the underdog. And it definitely, like, I can see it rubbing off on her, like, for example, and this is, like, something super small, but, like, this weekend she had a soccer tournament, and The team that they they played against was, like... I mean, it was a rough game. It was, like, they were, like, throwing elbows. They were, like, not getting along. But the one girl that, like, had to be, like, defend her, like, be on her for the whole game. Uh Uh-huh. She was, like, super chill. And she just was, like, oh, yeah, you're you're really cool, whatever. And they got to, like, chit-chatting on the field. I have a video of it. But, like, by the end of the game, after the game... Aaron was, like, the only one from her team, but she, like, all the girls from the other team were, like, what's your phone number? What's your, Aww. and she was, like, like, giving them, like, her information, and she was just, like, you guys played so good, and, like, you guys are, yeah. like, whatever, whatever, whereas, like, you know, most kids aren't her age, or it's just, like, it's competition, and either we won, and, like away or we lost and go away like nothing to do right, with anymore so right. it was really cool to see because she just is like she's very kind she's a very kind heart right and that's like that's my goal like no matter what she does as long as like kindness is like and if you ask anybody like i think if you were to ask anybody like what's one word to describe aaron it's kind she's very kind Yep. she's she's a huge heart the she's first word very i thought kind. of was funny and she's very funny she's funny she's hilarious. But, so, that's been, like, my biggest thing is just to make sure that she is kind-hearted. And, you know, I think that that's very important. I agree.
0: What do you think is the biggest challenge of, like, raising a kid in 2022?
1: Oh, my God. Everything. TikTok? Yeah. I mean, like, every. One, every person with a cell phone is like way too easily accessible and especially minors. Yeah. Like when it comes to any sort of social media platform, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, anything that you can think of. I mean, YouTube, people are literally, um, my sister, Abrain was just telling, I think it was her. She's telling me that, so her daughter, Scarlett, she's two and a half, right. and she watches, like, YouTube videos on her iPad, kid-friendly videos, but she said she was looking one day, and there was, like, links in the comments, and she clicked on one of them, and it was literally for porn sites. What? Yes, like, nothing is safe anymore.
0: In a kid video? In a kid video,
1: people are linking porn sites. What? Yeah.
0: See, what I don't understand about stuff like that is, like, what do you, as a do you adult- gain? thank you nothing you from that you gained
1: absolutely nothing from it and it's just like okay Besides like traumatizing a two-year-old that would well, accidentally click on a link yeah like what was that for like why would you so honestly it's just like I think accessibility is like the is the biggest thing like that's the hardest thing about being a parent is how easily accessible just literally everything is and not only that but like technology is a like I don't love it. Like, yeah, it's great for some things. Like, we're making huge advances in things that can be very beneficial for people. Right. But also, it can be too good. And, like, these days, you don't even have to be that smart to, like, hack into stuff or to gain access to someone that you want to gain access to. Like, it's really not that hard if you try. And so... I think that, like, just the how easily accessible just people are in general. Like, if you own a cell phone, like, you are so easily accessible to the rest of the world. Yeah. And especially minors. I was just going
0: to say that makes minors
1: accessible. Mm-hmm. And then they're
0: also, like, I feel like minors also have, like, those rose-colored glasses They're naive because they're exactly. not fully
1: developed. Like, yeah. they don't all. And so that's why they get targeted, especially. And so it's like, you know, Erin doesn't have Snapchat anymore. She doesn't have TikTok. I mean, she's getting to the age where it's, like. And it, it's hard because, like, that's how all of her friends communicate. Like, they don't text. Yeah, they yeah. really don't text. I mean, her friends, her good friends that, like, want to keep in touch with her, like, they'll text her. Like, she's, right. she has communication with her friends. She's not, like, shut off from the outside right. world. I'm
0: not, like, isolating my child.
1: But, like, I mean, I am on TikTok. I see the content that is just, like, right on your screen without even searching for it. I see what's yes. being put out there. I see the people who add me and send me stuff that I didn't ask for on Snapchat. Yeah,
0: holy cow.
1: Like, I see, I experience that as an adult, and I feel icky about it. And just, like, thinking about putting her at risk to be susceptible to that stuff, it just, like, it gives me so much anxiety.
0: Yeah, like, I could start crying thinking about, like, all the people who are, like, literally waiting for, like, a 14-year-old Snapchat to come across their They would love it.
1: Yeah. They would love that to happen.
0: Yeah. And I also think people are not as willing to accept the fact that there's shitty people out there like everyone's just like oh no it's only like these deep incels it's like no, no it's, not. it's not look at like the sex offender list and like people who I was pedophiles. just well it's always like I was
1: just gonna junior high yeah. coaches. no and I was just gonna bring up the sex offender list because like I don't remember who I was just talking to about this but I'm like I'm not scared of people who are on the sex offender list I'm scared of people who are not on it yeah Oh, yeah, because, like, a your sl- mugshot and your name and your address, I know who to look out for. Okay, I'm not scared of you. Like, yeah. I, my radar is going, but I, my biggest fear is the people who should be on it and are not.
0: Right, or have gotten caught, but then they, like, know somebody. Get a slap like, on the hand. Oh, well, he thought she was 18. Yeah. Like, no, like, she's clearly 12. Very much so. And you're a sick MF yeah. for supporting him, so yeah.
1: thanks. So that is what scares me the most is the people who are skirting under the radar right. and people don't know their true colors. Like, that's what scares me is, like, the known is not scary to me. Like, it's scary to think about the fact that that's out there, but the unknown is even scarier. Like, oh, yeah. what you don't know, what's under the surface, like, that that's what gives me bad anxiety. Like, okay, I do a background check on this guy and he's all clear, but th- that just means he's never been caught.
0: Good point. Yeah, no, people are really good at not There's plenty caught. of
1: people who are doing shady shit and just not getting caught. So it's like, okay. I just listened
0: to a podcast about the dude who started Silk Road, where it was like that dark web where you could like buy drugs or uh, like murder yeah. or hire, all that stuff. Yeah. It took the FBI three and a half years to figure out who was even running it. And they like caught him in a look library. At, look
1: at Anonymous. Oh my God, yeah. Who is that?
0: We don't good know. Good thing they're Anonymous. doing
1: good. Yeah, seriously. Thank God they're doing it for good and not for bad. But yeah. like. No one's ever going to catch them. No oh. one's ever going to figure out who the hell that is. No way. And they are just, like, this freaking, like...
0: Technological I'd, crusader group.
1: Yes! And I'm just like, how does no one know who this is? And it doesn't scare me that no one knows who they are, but it's like... Th- there. That just means there's so many other people hiding behind layers and layers of fake aliases and like just like taking everyone for a loop of where they are and who they are and it's just like that's what scares me
0: and it's so easy to get like a fake identity these oh days oh my two, god where it's, like, even if you found a name it could easily be a person that just doesn't exist or someone yeah. who died 20 years yeah ago, they're just recycling yes. their social security exactly number.
1: like scary as shit yeah
0: no people are really i don't want to say smart but like almost clever with yeah. their, like, nefarious activities, yeah. it's disgusting. They're getting
1: very crafty with it, and that is what is frightening. Right. hmm
0: So being a mom, you were a teen mom.
1: I was a teen <laughs> mom. Yeah, I was a teen mom. Yes.
0: When did you find out you were pregnant?
1: I was 15 when I found out I was pregnant. So Aaron was born in 2009. So it was November of 2008,
0: right? Birthday's in June?
1: No August.
0: Oh, um, oops! Sorry, Erin.
1: <laughs> oh man. She's gonna hold that against me. <laughs> I can already feel it. Yeah, I think it was like November, like end of November of two thousand eight. I was a junior in high school. Did you
0: notice that your Christmas gifts were a little skimpy like <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm no,
1: because. Fun fact: My mom was also a teen mom. Like, my mom was pregnant with me at fifteen, so oh. my parents were super understanding about it. You
0: were a junior when you were fifteen.
1: I started kindergarten at four. Oh my god! In California, like my a I <laughs> I um started elementary school in California when we lived there before we moved here, and um the cutoff date was like right basically on my birthday to start me. In kindergarten at four. So, my parents were like, yeah, send her. So, I was always the youngest kid. Get her out of the house. I was literally always, like, I was the last one to get my driver's license. I was like, yeah. So, yep, I was 15 as a junior in high school. Yeah.
0: What was it when you took the test? Or did you, like, tell your mom, like, hey, I, like, missed my period? Like, how'd you fi- how did you
1: figure out you were So, pregnant? earlier at dinner, how I said Anna knows everything. True. Before I even knew I was pregnant my mom texted me and said, are you pregnant? And I was like, bitch, what are you talking about?
0: Why would you ask me that? I'm a virgin.
1: And I was just like, and what's funny is before I ever took a test, I also knew I was like, I'm just, I'm pregnant. What? I could, I knew. I didn't miss a period. I, I just knew. And I was just like, I know I'm pregnant. Like, I know I am. And, like, I, my high school friend at the time, her name is Stephanie, and there was uh, family planning in Norfolk. Do you remember that? No, I went to Osmond. Oh, okay. So there was a clinic yeah. called Family Planning, which is like the great oh, value version of plan- Planned Parenthood. I
0: thought it was a class. No, like they did not. I think it
1: was Osmond. called Family Planning, and it is basically just like a freaking knockoff of Planned Parenthood. It got shut down. It it closed. It's a free clinic, or not free. It was like income based. It's
0: the multi meal version of Planned Parenthood.
1: Very on brand for me, right? <laughs> yes,
0: so
1: on brand. <laughs> The Broke Bitch bitch aesthetic stayed strong my whole life.
0: The (laughs) sign was yellow and black as a wick sticker in the grocery store.
1: Yellow and blue. Yellow and blue. I thought it was black. When we had it, the lettering wick was black. But the background is yellow and blue. I will never forget. I will never forget. It just burned into my brain. (laughs) But no, I never actually took a pregnancy test I just was like I could tell something felt very different and I was like getting horrible morning sickness and just like I was like I am pregnant like I know I'm pregnant finally one day after school my friend Stephanie is like I'm taking you to the clinic today and we're gonna have them test you and see if you're pregnant and I'm like okay that's shout hard. out to Stephanie thank you Stephanie um so because I didn't have a car because I was only 15 Oh yeah she had the car um but uh, can you drive me to family planning? Can you please no. after homework? <laughs> Literally. So she takes me there. They make me pee in a cup. They test it. They come in the room and they're like, "So, you're pregnant."
0: Did you know the person cuz I know Norfolk is no. a small Okay, good.
1: I I will never forget though every single time I would see her out and about. I was like, "Yep, yeah, you're the you're the girl who broke the news." Yeah. And so, um, but immediately they're just like, so your, your pregnancy test was positive. And then they like ask, because I was a minor, I was 15. They're asking me all these questions about like my home life and am I safe at home? Am I safe with my boyfriend? And just like all these questions, making sure I was okay. And so then I leave there, call my boyfriend and he's just like, and I was just like, Hey, so. Hey, how was school today? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't know how your day was, but I'm just calling to let you know that I just left the clinic and I am pregnant. And he was just like, Okay. Like, okay. And how long had
0: you been dating?
1: Um, a year and a half. So a decent amount. A decent amount. Like we didn't even have sex until it was on our 11-month anniversary, actually. We, like, oh, wow. planned it out. We're like, oh, it's our e-. – why 11 months? Why didn't we plan it for 12? Like, yeah, one year. Weird. It was weird. But the stars, like, aligned and, like, my whole family was going to be out of the house. I was going to say, and, someone's like, parents were gone. <laughs> okay, but you know what's <laughs> fucked up? Not fucked up, but just, like, thinking back on it, is that I'm pretty sure my parents were out of town and my sisters had dance recital for Paulins. And we had to take them to dance recital. We looked at the, um, what do you call it? The program. Oh, yeah. And were, we ha- we saw the window of time we had. And we're like, we know my parents are Between out of town. Between tap and jazz, it's our it's, time. It's, it's, it's go time. <laughs> yeah. So um, we looked at the program. And we're like, well, my parents are for sure out of town. Like far out of town. Right. All of my sisters are in the same spot. We're their ride. So no one is going to walk in on this. Right. And so, um, yeah, that was our first time. So we leave dance recital, go home for like 10 minutes and then come back. Yeah. 10 minutes. Our first time, both of our first time. Yeah. So, but that's not when we conceived that cause that was like in the summer. I think we maybe had done that. Like I could count it on one hand. By the time your
0: first handful, you conceived
1: before we like at the time that we would have conceived her. Wow! Like it was like my parents were super strict about us being left alone for a good reason. Right. They were right to think that Um, his parents weren't as strict, but they were just kind of like, "Mm, yeah, be responsible. Like keep your room door open, stuff like that. But, um, so, yeah, there was very few opportunities. The difference
0: between a Caucasian and Mexican household.
1: <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. His yeah. like,
0: you know what? Just do whatever. Just leave your door open your Yeah. like, no. You guys
1: can watch TV with us on the couch and then he can go home. Yeah. Like, yeah. So.
0: And your dad is taking the shotgun to the door.
1: Yes. My dad is that dad. So, it was very few opportunities we had to do that. And I very clearly remember the... The day she was conceived. It was our one and only time not using protection. Stop. Our one and only. My family all went camping. They all went camping. And I was like, just didn't want to go. Like actually, this wasn't like a pre-planned thing. Like my parents probably think it was, but it it wasn't. I truly I actually think that I had to work like on a Friday evening shift. And they were leaving on Friday, and then I also right. had to work, like, on Saturday, something like that. So, like, I had to work the weekend, so I wasn't going to be able to go with them regardless. Right. And so I was home alone, and I remember I got home from work late one night, and he was at work, and we were texting back and forth, and I just, like, I convinced him to fake sick and come over.
0: Oh, you're so convincing.
1: And he, like, parked his, like, truck way down the street and walked.
0: (laughs) But this was the time before ring doorbells. Like, you would have never gotten away with that now. No.
1: And he he walked to my house, and um, he actually, we talked about him, like, oh, we'll just stay the night. And, like, well, my family's only camping, like, 30 minutes away. Maybe that's not the best idea. Like, get out of here. So you were
0: careful in some
1: places. Not that one, though. Yeah. And so um, he came over And honestly, when we were texting, it was not, um, come over so we can have sex or anything like that. It was just like, Hey, like we never get the house to ourselves to just hang out without like my sisters, like being all over us or like my parents breathing down our necks. Like we can actually just hang out. So I convinced him to fake sick from work to come over to hang out and it ended up being more than that and he was unprepared and we were just like well whatever one time one time it's not like I'm
0: gonna end up
1: pregnant our famous last words really yeah you're like it's fine it's fine so that happens none neither one of us really give it like much of a thought like I'm pretty sure like two weeks later he kind of brought it up and he's just like man like I hope you're not pregnant like what if you're pregnant like what if that got you pregnant and I'm like well I don't think it did. Although at that point, I already had a gut feeling that I was.
0: At two weeks? Yeah, I
1: was like, I think that I'm pregnant. You are connection with Aaron. I think so. And so, um, and what's crazy is that I did not tell anybody that I thought I was. And he definitely did not tell anybody. He went to a Catholic school, so he wasn't telling anybody. And all of a sudden, there was a rumor going around that I was pregnant. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> do you know something
0: not.
1: I don't or? It, I wouldn't really call it like a widespread rumor but like a few people that were close enough to me would like ask me like are you pregnant like I heard you're pregnant and I'm like no, what the f- no I'm not I'm not pregnant why would you say that I mean I am but no I'm not as your egg is fertilized dropping into your as Erin's literally like her little tadpole is like spitting around well, inside like, of me YouTube
0: video where it's, yeah like, it's super like Erin yes.
1: <laughs> so then one day my mom asked me, are you pregnant? And I was like, no. And she's like, I, I think you're pregnant. And I'm like, I'm not. And at this point I knew I was like, for sure. I I hadn't gone to the clinic yet, but I knew I was. And so the day I went to the clinic called Willie call, I told him like, okay, this is happening. And he's just like, okay, like whatever, whatever we need to do. He was very supportive. He was very, like, he was great about it. And then, um, I went to school – I went back to school to, like, do my homework in the library, and I'm like – so I need to tell my parents right away because my mom already has asked me You're if right. I am, and I, I can't – I'm not a good liar. I can't lie to them. I'm like, can you pick me up whenever – I think he had, like, wrestling or, I don't know, some after-school activity, and I'm like, can you pick me up and come to my parents' house with me so we can tell them together?
0: I was just going to ask – ask you how did you tell your parents so
1: okay here we go I, I asked William, like, can you please pick me up and take me home And I,
0: my palms are sweating I'm nervous
1: <laughs> I'm nervous reliving it I'm nervous reliving it we're sweaty <laughs> oh my god we're sweaty right now um so I text him like can you please pick me up when you're all done and um I told my parents I don't need a ride so can you give just you'll give me a ride and he's like yep and I'm like so I don't want to tell them by myself I want you to be there he's like absolutely I would not let you do that on your own. Like I will be there. Claps for him. I know he was amazing through the whole thing. He really was very amazing. So, um, and he didn't hesitate. I was kind of scared that I was nervous that he would be scared to like face my parents, right. especially with how strict they both are. Yeah. So like he did not hesitate one time. He was like, yes, I will come with you. Like, I won't let you do that by yourself. And I was like, okay, thank you. I text my mom and I'm like, hey, I don't need a ride. Willie's going to give me a ride. And um, he's going to stop over for just a little bit when he um, drops me off. And she's like, why? And I was like, so, because. And because he's my
0: boyfriend, mom. Stop.
1: <laughs> and he, she was just like, you're pregnant. Again. She's like, you are pregnant. And I was like, shit, I can't not text her back. She's going to go crazy. She can't
0: come get you.
1: And she's going to come get me, and I don't want to deal with that by myself. Like, I want, like, him with me when I do this. So I just replied back, and I said, yes, I'll talk to you when I get home.
0: Nice.
1: And so then I texted Willie, and I'm like, they know? So we're walking in to them knowing, just so you know. And he was, and he just was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, you, and then I gave him an out. I'm like, you don't have to, like, now that they know, like, I can't, he's like, no, you're not going to do that by yourself, whatever, whatever. So we're like drawing it out he comes and he picks me up and we go and like get food because we're just like trying to like stall as long as we can yeah I text my mom that we're on our way there and they like put all my sisters like in the basement which sounds bad we have a finished basement but it had right. like it was closed off by an actual door like I know most basements now is just like wide open you go down the stairs but right. like in our house like you had a Open the door, go down the stairs to a big finished basement. Well, we
0: grew up in Nebraska. Tornadoes.
1: Yes. So that was how that house was built. So my parents made all my sisters go down in the basement, although I knew.
0: They let Cece run the charge.
1: They were all standing at the top of the stairs with their ear to the door the whole time. So we walk in. My parents are just sitting on the couch waiting. And we sit down and like, Silence. Like, I don't know how long the silence was because it felt like forever. I don't know exactly how long it was, but it was silent. And then my parents were just kind of like, what do you have to say? Like, what do you have to say? And I just, like, I looked at him, and I just, like, started bawling. And I was just like, I am so sorry. Like, I am so sorry. I I know, I know, I know. Like, just, you know, go through the whole thing. And, like, I know it was irresponsible, and I know – that we were not careful and I know we're so young and whatever. My parents are bawling and they're just like, Brianna, we have spent our whole lives trying to raise you to not do what we did. Like, this is what we've been trying to avoid. Right. So, I think that they, more than anything, felt disappointed in themselves just because that's what they, you know, they went through that. They knew how hard it was. They didn't want any of their kids to go through that, too. Right. And so I think more than anything, they were just more disappointed in themselves, which they did nothing wrong. They were, they're, they're amazing parents. Like they did nothing wrong. It was just me being a kid and just making decisions that I shouldn't have made. Like one decision. One. And so, um, they were very, they were very supportive. They were just like, look, whatever you need, we're here for you. We're not going to like kick you out on the street. Like. You and the baby can live here. We will help you take care of him or her. Like we are here for you. Whatever you need. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> They're like, we whatever you guys need, we're here. And then my dad like looked at Willie and like gave him like a stern, like, you're in this. Like, there's no yeah. like this is knife-handed. Yeah, he's like, You are in this. Like, you don't get to just like dip. Like, you're in this. He's like, even if you and Brianna don't stay together, like you, whatever that baby is when it comes out, boy or girl, whatever, you're in their lives forever. Like you're going to be in their life forever. And Willie's like, no, absolutely. I plan on like picking up a second job, like I, like whatever, like I'm going to make sure that they're both taken care of, whatever. So that's how that happened. Then we were, they were like, have you told Willie? Have you told your parents? And he's like, no. Not yet, and they're like, well, you probably should soon, because this is a, a big deal, and, you know, people are going to start talking, like, Brianna's going to start showing, like... We live in a town that's very need, small. Yes, you need to, you need to be the one to tell them that they shouldn't hear it from someone else. So the next day, Willie picks me up from school again. And I get in his truck and I'm like, okay, let's go to your house. And he's like, I changed my mind. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like. You changed your mind about what? <laughs> and I'm like, about what? And he's like, we're not going to my house. And I'm like, okay, well, we have to tell your parents. Like, we have to tell them. He's like, I know we do, but I cannot tell them to their faces. Like, I just can't do it. Like, I I can't. And so he's like, will you just sit in this truck with me while I call my mom and i was like oh my god willie we can't do that and he's like yes that's what i'm doing so he called his mom it was a very short conversation he was just like i have to tell you something and she's like okay and he's like well brees pregnant and she just got really quiet and she was just like okay like basically thanks for letting me know like sh- i just don't think she knew what to say i don't think that's not news you really receive over a phone call so i think she just was kind of like what Taking back yeah so it's a super sh- short phone call and she's like okay like basically like we'll talk when you get home and like talk to your dad whatever he did that by himself I offered to go with him and he just was like no I just think it's better if I just like go and just talk to them and like I'll be fine like it's fine you he's like I don't want to put you through that like awkwardness and I'm like okay well I don't want to go through it so <laughs> oh but my god. yeah so he went home a and a phone call he went home and talked to them and told them and they talked about it whatever. And they were also very supportive. They've always been very, very, very supportive. Even now, like,
0: yeah, his family's like pretty cool.
1: Yes. They are the best grandparents. Like, like, especially his mom. Like she's so amazing. Like with all of her grandchildren, but like Aaron was the first one. And so she just was like, I mean, they have an amazing relationship even still. Like she, they're just like, they both like care very much about each other. So That his whole family was very supportive of everything, which was just, like, oh, my God, such a relief. Because I just didn't know how everyone was going to react. And so I was just, like, oh, my gosh. And so what's funny is my mom and dad were, like, we're not telling your sisters yet because they have big mouths and they're going to tell everybody. And then it's, like, whatever. Let's try to keep it kind of contained. So nothing has changed. Okay. So one day. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So one day I will never forget this. Me, my mom, and Sierra... Are at Walmart. How
0: did I know it was gonna be Sierra yeah. and
1: not Abri? We're at Walmart and we're in line, and I'm just like, uh, my mom is like, a he- like way ahead of us, like fumbling with like groceries and paying and stuff, and I'm like reading the magazine, like I'm just like flipping through pages, and Sierra is just like death glaring me, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with her? And I was like, what are you looking at? And she just looks at me. And she's like, I know you're pregnant, and I was like, no, you don't, and she's like. Yeah, I do. I know you're pregnant. And I was like, okay. She's like, yeah. And I'm never talking to you again. And I was like, okay, Okay, don't. And like, don't then. And she's like, yeah, I'm not. And I was like, okay.
0: Have you ever asked her how she knew?
1: They were listening at the door, remember?
0: Oh, my God. They were listening at the door. It was like, should we call Sierra and be like, how'd you know Brie was pregnant?
1: And she was pissed. But I think she was pissed about being left out, like, the secret was kept from her so oh. she i think she was pissed about that so she was like i know and like basically fuck you for not telling me and i'm never gonna talk right. to you again because of this and so i just like well whatever don't care like stay i mad. have bigger problems stay mad you. i have bigger fish to fry <laughs> yeah. so i'm literally with child <laughs> i am growing someone right now so that is not my problem right now yeah so <laughs> Probably. I know. I but love see, her. If you're listening,
0: we love you. I love no, her. Oh my god! I
1: wouldn't have. I wouldn't change anything about her. I love everything about yeah, her. But... I agree so yeah, that is how that all transpired. Oh my god! And then it like was stayed a rumor at school until the day I showed up and I was showing, like I was wearing baggy clothes, t shirts, hoodies right. and stuff. And then one day, I just like I popped, and the shirt I was wearing just so happened to like like, come, like, here and, like, be flowy, and I thought I was covering up because it was flowy, and I, I was accentuating it, not intentionally, but I, and, um, one of my classmates, I think is, I think Matt, turns to me, and he's like, oh, so it is true, you are pregnant. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. They're like, thanks, I was kind of living in a delusion, And I was world.
1: like... Yeah, I am. And he's like, no shit. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I such a uh,
0: northeast yes. Alaska
1: kid. No, thing. no shit. shit. Yeah. Would you look at that? And then after that day that I wore that, just everyone knew.
0: Right. Everyone was
1: like, yeah, she's pregnant. And so. Do you feel like
0: there was a stigma with the other kids? Or were they, like, mean to you? Or I
1: was. Like, oh, I you. think there was maybe. So there was a girl in my class who had gotten pregnant way earlier than I did. Like. I want to say maybe freshman year, maybe sophomore. Like she was pretty young when she got pregnant. That was like already done and over with. There might have been one other. Okay, I think there was one other girl that was pregnant. Um, along with me, we weren't like we didn't talk to each other or anything. Like we just didn't right, like she was run. Just pregnant at she same just time. we were just pregnant at the same time, and so yeah, it was like very much like stigmatized. Like because I was the only one. Yeah, I was basically the only one. So, it was definitely weird. I mean... And
0: you didn't have, like... It's not like Willie went to the same school No, that was the thing.
1: He went to a different school. So, I was just kind of, like, dealing with it. Not that anybody was necessarily mean to me. But I I could feel everyone just, like, pulling away. Their eyes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You feel like you lost a ton
1: of friends? I really, to be honest, didn't have a ton of friends. Like, I didn't fit in Really? really. I didn't really fit in, um into one particular clique, I guess you could say. Like I had my two best friends in high school and then that, that that Stephanie girl was like someone I like would have considered probably a best friend, especially like just like she was helping me with everything. And, um, but yeah, other than that, I had a lot of, um, just like friends, not like a, hey, let's hang out after school type of friend, but like hey, you're cool and I'll talk to you at school type of friendship. Right, just like, a, like I'm
0: not having you over for a sleepover.
1: Yeah, not, I did not have very many of those friends. And so it wasn't like, oh, I lost everybody. It wasn't that. Especially because, like, the three really close friends I did have, like nothing changed with them. Right. They well, that's st- nice. They stayed my friends, and so that was nice. And then um Erin was due in August, and I had her in August, and I never went back to school. I... Actually did um, – I did summer – I wanted to graduate graduate at least a semester early from high school because I just didn't love high school. Like I said, I just, like, didn't really fit in anywhere. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, mm, I wouldn't be sad to not be here. So I had done um, a summer of summer school after my sophomore year. So I had extra credits okay. from that. And then as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I immediately went to the counselor and I was like, I need to graduate. Like, I'm due in August and I'm not coming back. Like, I'm not going to have a newborn and juggle school and a job. I'm not doing that. So I need to, I need to graduate. Like, I need to be done at the, like, at the end of the school year or if I have to take summer school, whatever. And she's like going over my credits, and she's like, "You have enough credits. It's just we really don't let students graduate a whole year early unless there's like." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I feel like this is a reason." She's
0: like, "You need extended meeting start." i like, "I
1: feel like I'm pregnant. I feel extended. Like I feel quite literally extended." Okay, so <laughs> my
0: fifteen-year-old
1: uterus is holding life. Yes, so I was just like. She's like, well, you have to, like... Guidance counselors are the worst. I know. So she's like, well, there's, like, a process. Like, let's sign you up for summer school. Um, I can see what credits you need. And then um, let's... You have to write a letter to the principal and a letter to the superintendent. And, like, I had to write letters to people to convince them to give the approval for me to be done. Even though I was going to have enough credits to be done, I had to, like, write this letter to them. And so I was like, okay, no problem. I wrote a letter. As you know, I'm really good with my words. True. So <laughs> as you know, I'm really good at writing letters. Especially when and, you want to get out of something. And emails. <laughs> when I want to get out of something, I'm the most eloquent bitch you've ever met. Call me Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> <laughs> On paper? Hark, hark. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I was like, bet, I will, I will write a letter to whoever I need to write a letter to. So, write my letter. Everyone's like, okay, fine. You can graduate. I had to jump through all these freaking hoops, have meetings, and, like, I think my parents even had to have a meeting, whatever. Finally, they're like, all right, you have enough credits. You, We feel that this is deemed as necessary, basically. So. Thanks. Whatever, graduate early. So, it is, like, beginning of May, and I'm already signed up for summer school. I had to do two semesters of summer school, so two four-week summer school courses. You can only do one class at a time. So you go to one class that day, like, for the four weeks. And then if you have another class, you have to wait until that class starts in the next four weeks. Oh, okay. So one of them was English, was, like, um, English credits. Right. One of my elective classes I took during high school in my junior high was creative writing. But creative writing isn't an English course. It is a elective course. So... Okay. Now, like beginning of May, I signed up for, it was like a social studies type class I had to take. And then English, those were the, the credits that I needed. I get like paged over the intercom and they're like, I need to go to the gu- guidance counselor's office. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what I did, but like I wrote my letters. Damn, what do you, what do you want from me? Yeah.
0: What possibly more could you need?
1: So I go in and she's like, Brian, and I have bad news. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, the English course you signed up for, for summer school is at capacity and they are not accepting anybody else. And I was like, okay, would, are they not willing to make an exception? And she's like, there are no, I cannot, like, there's no exceptions to this. Like, it's just not possible. And I was like, so what does that mean? Are you telling me because of one summer school class and I'm short, basically one credit that I'm going to have to come back to school with a baby and she's just like, yeah, like I, that there's nothing I can do. And I was so upset and I was just like, oh my God. And I'm just like, I go to like the forum and I'm like looking through all of my stuff, like all every credit I have, every credit I need, all the classes I've taken, all the classes I need. And I was like, I have, I'm over on credits for elective classes because I did like theater choir. I did like all of that stuff and the creative writing class. And, um, I was like. Creative writing should be considered an English course. It's literally writing. What In English? What like that is an English class. Like that has to be considered an English class. So I go back to your office, and I was like, ask them if they will count because I'm way over on my elective credits. If they will count my creative writing course as English credits and apply them as English credits. And she was like, they are not going to do that. I'm like, can you just ask? Yeah. I'm like the worst they'll say is no. And then I'll just figure out what else to do. She's like, okay. And I was just like, I know she's going to ask. Then I took it upon myself to also go and talk to the principal and the vice principal. And I was like, look, you read my letter. You can see why I can't come back to school next year. I'm not doing this. So I just need this creative writing class to count towards the one—it's only one English credit that I'm missing—and they were just like, "We're gonna have to discuss this. Like, it's gonna have to be a discussion. Whatever. This is the beginning of May. Like, two weeks and school's out. Okay. So I'm really like riding the clock down here. of the nose. And I am like, this is my hail Mary. Like, this is <laughs> my hail Mary throw. Is this freaking creative writing class? So I, um, I'm just on edge every single day I go to school. I, every morning I pop in her office. Do you, do you hear back yet? Not yet. I promise as soon as I hear back, I will, I will page you over the intercom. And I'm like, okay, between like at lunch, I'd be like, did you hear back? No, not yet. And then I get paged to go to her office. You're like
0: waddling there. like I'm like, "Oh oh my God,
1: oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So I go in, and she's standing there, the principal's standing there, and the vice principal. And I was like, fuck, they're going to tell me no. They brought the all- The de- I'm like, they brought them all, and this is what they do when you fire, get fired from a job, is they bring in HR, they bring in security, like, they right. bring everyone in to give you bad news. Like Security.
0: No. We're not going to take your creative writing course, and you need to leave. <laughs> and Hank's going to take you to the parking lot. <laughs>
1: To what car, bitch? I'm 15. I can't even drive. Well, no, okay. I was 16 at the time. I couldn't even drive myself. Family planning. (laughs) To be fair, I was 16 at this time. Okay. But I walk into her office. They're all standing there, and immediately, my heart just, like, sank. I was like, the answer's no. Like, they're going to tell me no. And they're like, have a seat. So I sit down, and I'm just, like, puppy dog eyeing them so hard and, like, holding my belly. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just there, like, okay, so... We understand your circumstances are much different than the average student. We understand how hard. Yeah, exactly. We understand like how difficult it would be for you to come back to school next year. And they were just like, so we decided that we will count your creative writing class towards your English credits. And I started crying. I was like, thank you guys so much. Like you have no idea. I really did not know what I was going to do. If I had to come to school and like work and find daycare and take care of a babe, like it just was going to be so much. And they were like, yeah, you're a, you're a great student. You've never had any disciplinary issues. You get great grades and whatever else, like, you know, if, if the circumstances were different, definitely the answer would be no, but we have no actual reason to deny you, like, of your request. Right. So it was nice. I only had to do one semester of summer school, and I was wow. done.
0: Holy – even though I knew that you would get the creative writing credit, I was still really nervous. <laughs> like, on the
1: edge of your seat. Yeah. I was
0: like, what if they don't take her
1: credit? So I did my um, one semester, my four weeks of, like, this, like, social studies class, and then – that was it. I was in with school.
0: Did they give you a graduation party? You've never had a graduation
1: party? I didn't even walk the stage for graduation. I never even, like, got handed my diploma. I didn't do any of that. Well, we have to do that. We no. We throw you a
0: high school graduation party.
1: <laughs> I don't think I 10 want years it. years later. Like, I didn't go to senior prom. I went to Willie's senior prom. Um, but, but you were like, pregnant. No, because it was senior year. So, so Aaron after. was already here. Yeah. But yeah. I did not have, I completely didn't have a senior year, didn't walk across the stage, none of that, didn't get a graduation party, and honestly, I have never felt cheated out of anything because of that. Right. I've always just felt like, well, that was just the way, that's just how my path was paved. Yeah. And that's just what I did, and I'm happy, and I don't feel left out of anything. Wow. So, yeah.
0: How do you think being a mother has affected your mental health?
1: So... You know, I think that there's two sides of that. I think that being a mom has definitely, it's affected it in both ways. If it, so the way my mental health is affected in like any negative ways has nothing to do like with my daughter or any like her actions or her, it's the anxiety of being her mom. Ah. It's anxiety that of the pressure I put on myself because I have her. And because of like, you know, and I, through different phases of her life, I've had different levels of anxiety for different reasons. Like when she's like brand new, I'm like, oh my God, she's so small. Like what if she gets sick? What if she gets hurt? What if she, she, yeah, literally. So you have that level of anxiety. And then once they're on the move, you're anxious because they can get into everything. And you're like, oh my God, like this is a whole new anxiety I'm experiencing now. And then just like. When you start sending them to daycare and you're just like... Now
0: someone else is watching
1: my kid. Can I trust that person? And just, like... And then you send them, like, to preschool and you're like, are they getting, like, the best that they can? Like, you know what I mean? So, it's always been different levels. Like, now I'm at the point where, like, she's almost 13. She's going to be 13 basically in a month. Like, a month and a half. And now it's, it's like, boys. And there's, like, all the, the social pressures of, like, you know... She's going to be in junior high next year. When I was in junior high, kids were doing drugs. They were drinking regularly. They were having sex. They were, I mean, that is like when everything starts. And so that is my anxiety right now. And it has nothing to do with like her doing anything wrong or me not being able to trust her. I don't trust anybody else. Right. That's, That's where it comes from. So if anything, it's affected my mental health negatively only because of the pressure I put on myself to be a good mom and to like, am I doing this right? Like, you know, right. I don't know if I'm doing it right. Like you're just kind of like in it and doing it. And then, you know, there's like books on being a mother, but there's not really, a there's nothing that a can mother. prepare you for everything that comes with motherhood. Yeah. And so I think that that is the biggest way that it has affected my mental health. <clears throat> It's just my – it has added to my anxiety, but she personally doesn't add to it. Nothing she does adds to it. It's me and the pressure I put on myself and, like, am I doing it right? And just, like, you know, all of of those types of things. Other than that, honestly, I think that as far as, like, my mental health when it comes to, like, learning how to love myself and – you know, my own self image is like, I am her mirror, like monkey see monkey do. If I am constantly focusing on how fat I look in my clothes and verbalizing that in front of her, that's how she's going to think and see herself. Right. So we are literally our kids mirrors. And like, you know, if I'm constantly picking myself apart, that's how she's going to learn to talk to herself, Right. you know? And so for me, it's made me a lot more self aware of, how I see myself, how I view myself, how I talk to myself, how I talk about myself. And so how
0: you let other people treat and you. how
1: exactly how much I respect myself um, by how I let other people treat me and how I treat other people. It's just like all of that. They see all of it. They absorb it. And that's how they learn to be who they are. And so I don't want her to think, well, mom is obsessed with like, her body and the fact that she wants to be, like, fat-free and, like, she barely eats anything and she works out for two hours and that's what I'm supposed to do is basically kill myself to be fit and for other people to like the way I look and that's... I don't want her to think that way. I want right. I want her to love herself for who she is, not love herself for how other people feel about her. So that has been very positive for me. It's, it's forced me to really self-reflect on... Okay, what what am I doing? How am I treating myself? And what is she seeing and hearing and how is she learning to treat herself based off of my own actions? Right. So it's been great in that aspect. It's also been great like I mean, Erin is my best friend. Like, Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, you guys are in We
1: are so freaking close. Like, she tells me everything. I I don't tell her everything. But, I mean, I <laughs> yeah. I, I for the most part, I mean, like, I'm... But you're very open with her. I also her. don't hide my feelings from her. Yes. Like, and I am honest with her. Like, if I'm having an off day and it has nothing to do with her and I'm just, like, my mood is off and I can tell she can sense it, like... I will verbalize to her, yeah, I am in a mood and this is why it has nothing to do with you and I'm not taking it out on you at all. This is just what it is right now. Right. So, I am open with her and she's very open and honest with me. Like, if she's having drama or anything like that. Right. like I, she tells me everything. And so, we're very close and um, definitely love that about us. Like, I would not have it any other way. And so... That's also the other thing is I just like have this like built in best friend that like, you know, we can do like, you know, we'll do you want to just go drive around and we'll just like drive around for like an hour windows down and just like singing music and like she'll tell me about like her dreams to move here and to do this and I want to do this. And, you know, it just is very, you know, she she will break through every glass ceiling. Like the right. sky is the limit for her, and she knows that. That's like another thing that I try really hard to instill in her. In and her dad is the exact same way. We both instill in her that, you know, there are no limits. Whatever you want to do, you can do it, and we will support you through it. Right, and we so, will give you the space
0: to do whatever exactly. You want.
1: And so she she knows no limits. She knows she can do anything, and so I I. Being a mom for sure is, like, the funnest thing ever. Like, I love it. It has its ups and downs. but of But it's, you know, as I'm raising her, I am I am also learning a lot myself. Yeah. And teaching myself a lot. And, you know, it's, it's they say, like, it's all, what, what is the saying? Like, it's some people do and some people teach or whatever.
0: Oh, those who can't do teach.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, if there is something. something like yeah, it's something like that. But I just feel like it's kind of that way with your kids. Like, if here's the thing. Am I going to, like, find a cure for cancer? No. But I'm not going to tell Erin that she can't. Right. Like, I'm going to tell her she can do whatever she wants. Right. She can be whatever she wants. And so that's been, like, the biggest thing for me is just making sure that she is knows who she is and isn't being, like, muddled by the voices of everyone telling them who they want her to be. Right. So she's a very strong, independent, stubborn yeah. girl in all the best ways, and that's my favorite thing about her is how she is just like so confident in who she is and what she believes and she won't shy away from anybody. Mm-hmm. So I I love that about her. I yeah. absolutely love that about her. She's
0: an amazing kid mm-hmm. and I I also think there's something interesting to be said about the fact that while you did handle getting pregnant early in life very well, mm-hmm. you were only a kid. yeah. So 15. it's hard to raise a child when you, in a certain aspect, are also a child. Yeah. You're still trying to figure yeah. out who you are, maybe yep. separate from being a mother. Yeah. And when you are a mother, like that has to be a challenge
1: in itself. For sure. It definitely was. And I think that, to be completely honest, I think that... You know, I go out of my way to make sure that like Erin is my absolute number one priority over everything and everyone else. And that, you know, I do have a really good and close relationship with her and I'm doing absolutely everything I can to give her the best life possible. And I think that it's because, you know, I was a young mom and there was a period of time where, you know, when she was really little, like going out on and hanging out with friends was more important to me than like being home with her. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like there was definitely a time period where I, yeah, I was still a kid. Like, did I become a mom and mature very quickly? Yeah, I did. But there were still times where I was like, she was not always like at the very top of my priority list, you know? So I think that I feel that I owe it to her to like basically pay her an interest now in my time and attention And so I'm, like, very overboard about it now. So I think that, you know, being a kid still when I was a mom and, like, having to learn those hard lessons and looking back on it now and seeing where I could have done a lot better, I am, like, just trying to go above and beyond now to make sure that she feels 100% of the time that no one matters more than she does. Right. So I think that was, like, one of the bigger lessons that I learned out of, like, being such a young mom.
0: Right. And I'm sure she feels that, too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, she can feel that yeah. your attention yeah. and your love is focused, right, on, on her. her. Yep. And she's an only child, too. Yeah. Which is, like, a blessing in itself, yeah. too, of being, like, mm-hmm. you are my one and yep. only. yeah, Like, you're it for me. So
1: I can just, like, give everything to her. Yeah. So. Like she's a great kid. She is. She really is. I can't, like... I can't brag about her enough. And, like, I always feel, like, biased in saying that. But then, like, anyone that knows her and talks about her... They would say the same thing. They will say the same thing. Like, people who just met her, like, she'll come to, like, work events with me. And, like, people will, like, I mean, just flood to me and just be, like, she is so polite and respectful. And she's, like, a mini adult. And she can carry, like, a, a conversation, like, no other kid I've ever met, like... Even people who just met her, just, like, seeing, like, amazing things about her, too. So, she's a great kid, and I can't take all the credit for it, but she really is just... I mean, I got very incredibly lucky with her, for sure. Because she definitely has plenty of personality traits that were, like, not from me and not taught by me. So...
0: That was from someone. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder who. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I love her. She's definitely a great kid.
0: Yeah, no, she's amazing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's also crazy that like how do I want to say this like she she's one of those kids that like walks in the room and you can tell that she almost has like a maternal instinct about her yes she's very um mm-hmm. protective that's she is the word. very protective defensive no that's she's not the word very
1: protective like yeah. she's very much like me like I'm the exact same way like she will go to bat for anybody like she is very very protective she's especially like she's very protective over me she's very protective like over like my family just she's a very she would
0: throw hands for you like she's not an aggressive child no she's not like um what's the word confrontational
1: she is the most loyal kid I think I've ever met in my life oh
0: yeah no she would that's like one thing that
1: like Willie and I talk about all the time like he always speaks very highly of that about her is her loyalty is just like out of this world like She has a crazy amount of loyalty to the people that she loves and will do anything for them and go to bat for them. And that's like, I think, an amazing quality to have, Yeah, you know, to have someone who really does have your back and that you can trust and count on. You know, I think that's a great quality.
0: Yeah, especially like you said, like she's just like a built in best friend.
1: She is. I love her so much. Oh, my God. I can just, like, hang out with, like, if I had no other friends and I just had Erin to hang out with, like, I would be perfectly content. Yeah, like, you're not missing out I'm not, on I would anything. not feel like I was missing out on anything. Like, I, anytime I have anywhere, anything to do or anywhere to go, like, if I am able to bring her with me, she's coming with me. Like Erin right. <laughs> will be there. Erin will okay. be there. And she'll probably be the life of the party. Like, she, yeah, yeah she's a good kid. I got very lucky with her. Well, I know it's not all luck, but I did also get very lucky with her. Right. It's, like, luck, but then
0: also, like parenting just a combination
1: luck. of everything yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no
0: you can't just say that parenting is luck it's right like, i have a friend that has multiple children and she just like oh i just got lucky it's like no you don't get lucky that many times no you don't get lucky yeah. as a parent there's yeah. like that energy yeah you put into it and yep. whether you want to you yeah and if whether you want to write it off as like well i had my parents and i yeah. had really's family right like, right you no know, it comes down to you especially yeah. the relationship between a daughter and a mother yeah is so important it is important to be daughter father relationship as well but like you said it's like that mirror where it's like i Mm -hmm. am who she will become i am already a piece of her by
1: being her mother Mm -hmm. yeah no you did a great job with her thank you (laughs) that's always the best compliment (laughs) out of everything else that is always the best compliment So what was the first video that you posted that made you
0: realize that you were like, oh, my TikTok account can, like, kind of take me places?
1: So it was one that I got dragged for. Like, the reason it even went, and I mean, it did go viral. It is sitting at, like, it's sitting at 4 million views right now, which that was a year ago that I posted it. And it would have most definitely kept, like, growing, but the sound on the video got removed. Oh. And so, like, who's going to watch a video with no sound? So it right. stopped. But I was getting dragged. Um, It was just a video of, um so the sound of, like, the, the sound I used was this guy interviewing this girl. And he's like, what would you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10? And she's like, a 10. And he's like a 10 is like flawless though and she's like yeah I am flawless and he's like okay so let's be for real this time what would you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 she's like a 10 so I did the voiceover of her voice like I did her part in the video and all I'm doing there is sitting there like in a bikini and like everyone has I have stomach rolls right you're also
0: sitting down
1: I'm sitting down I mean, even if you have stomach rolls when you're standing up, like, okay. Right. You have b- a body.
0: Oh, yeah. So you um, eat food and don't deprive
1: yourself yes, of nutrients. Yes, exactly. Great. So I, at first, the video, like, gained a lot of engagement, a lot of traction because of all of the hate I was getting, which was all from, like, men who were, like, rating me to, oh, um, 10 out of 100, 10 out of 1,000. Um, You're a 4- You're an LA 2 and an Arkansas 6, like, just, like, rating me. And, I mean, really going to town. So, like, obviously
0: no objectification at all.
1: Or, like, 8, 10, 10 cheeseburgers in a row. Like, stuff like that. Like, completely just, like, tearing me and my body to shreds. But... Once it started gaining traction from just a few commenters that were like, yes, you're a 10. Like, absolutely, you're flawless. Yeah. Then it started rolling. And then those people, like, went to bat for me with all the negative comments. And they were like, like, you're going to call her a 10 when you look like this. Like, just, like, dragging them. And then I was just like, oh, my God. Like, it was like I I posted it one day. And when I went to bed, it was at, like, 30,000 views. Right. And I actually woke up and TikTok removed it because it violated community guidelines. For what reason? For me being in a bikini. But oh, well. skinny girls on TikTok don't get yeah. content violations. Have you for seen b- Charlie Jordan's page? Exactly. So I appealed it. And I was like, oh my god, well, I Ooh. hope the appeal goes through because that's a lot. Like, to me, that was a lot already. I was like, wow, 30,000 is a lot of views. Right. And which it is. It is. Um, but then I appealed it and maybe like an hour later, the appeal was approved and they restored my video and then it just like started rolling and it was just like 1 million views and then like, it was at like 2 million views and then it was like, yeah. And then it hit 4 million and it, the sound got removed on it. And so I don't know what that's all about, but whatever, not the end of the world. Like really, I wasn't ever thinking like, oh, well, this will get me a social media career, like this one viral video. Like, so I was like, okay, well, they removed the sound. I don't care that much. Um, But the, like the coolest thing that came out of that is before they removed the sound, there were tens of thousands of people who used my sound and we're like, posting their bodies and, like, confident about it. I'm gonna start crying, but it was, like, just so cool, because, like, these girls, these women were just, like, I haven't put a bikini on since I had my babies, like, I haven't felt this confident, I haven't felt this beautiful, and, like, here she is, her body looks like mine, and I've been shitting on my body for so long, and then, like, when I look at hers, like, I think she looks beautiful, but then we have the same body type, and I've been like talking down on myself for so long and I like she makes me want to love my body like she makes me look at my body differently she makes me feel more confident like she makes me feel that I can be sexy that I, I don't have to cover up of the time and so there were so many of those just like and I was just like overwhelmed by that like at that point like all like the negative comments were just kind of like whatever they were just kind of there like literally could have given two shits about it like what I checked every single day was like all the videos under my sound of like people who were just like feeling themselves because they were like yeah I never see this body type represented they're like all I see are girls with which nothing against it look if you're girl if you are a woman and you're fit and you're super into health and fitness and you you know have like a six pack of abs and like no right. cellulite like you're beautiful. you're beautiful and your body matters too but so does mine just because I have like rolls on my stomach and loose skin and whatever else like that doesn't mean that doesn't make me less of a person than anybody else right it doesn't take away that value either. and I learned very quickly how fat phobic people are like people are so fucking fat phobic and it like blows my mind because there were people in my comments calling me obese like literally but meaning it like yeah you're obese you're gonna like Like, just all these horrible things. And I just am thinking to myself, like, that is really what people think about other people who don't look like them. Right. Like, that's how they actually feel about it. Right. Like, you're going to tell me that you know. And then they were calling me unhealthy. And I'm like, because you know how much I move my body. You know what I eat in a day. You don't get to, like, health isn't a body type. Health is not a body type. You cannot look at someone, know nothing about them, and say they're unhealthy. Because I could look at someone who appears to be overweight, and it's so easy to assume that they're unhealthy. Right. But those same people will look at someone who could be losing weight in a very unhealthy way or keeping weight off in a very unhealthy way and say, well, they're healthy because they have no fat on their body. Right, because they're skinny. Health is not a body type. You cannot look at someone and say they're healthy or they're not healthy, whatever. You can't. Not only that, but like what people really don't understand, every person on earth could eat the exact same thing every single day and do the exact same workout every single day. We would all still look different. We wouldn't all have the same body type. There would still be some of us that have more rolls on our stomach. There would be some of us that still have cellulite. Some of us would be skinnier. Some, I mean, if we all followed the exact same diet and workout routine, we would still all have very different body types. It's not about that. And people want to hammer that. And it's just like, you know, I get it that it's there is like a health crisis and there is an issue with obesity, especially when. You know, there, there is an issue with, like, kids who are eating absolutely nothing but junk. Like, no, that's not healthy. Right. That's not healthy. But I'm not looking at the way they look and saying that isn't an unhealthy child. Right. You don't know that unless you know their lifestyle.
0: Right. So even though you caused, like, a huge ripple of, like, body positivity, was there a moment when you were looking at these comments of people rating you and, like, shitting on your body where you were, like, where you actually, like, took it to heart and believed it? No okay
1: no and here's what's crazy about it is I my personality like my whole life has been like I don't give a shit like I'm everywhere everywhere I go I'm the loudest person in the room I am like the most obnoxious like and if people are staring at me I don't care like I'm living my best life and I'm not gonna like water myself down to make myself more digestible for you like you can choke yep like if my presence is too much for you Choke on it. Choke on it. I don't care. Yeah. Sorry that you're boring. Sorry. I'm not. Like, sorry that you don't want to be fun, but I am going to be fun everywhere I go. Like, I'm, yeah, I have a really loud, obnoxious laugh, and if I think something's funny... I will be the person cackling in the corner that everyone's like, someone tell that bitch to shut up. Like, and I'm not going to, like, I, that's always in my personality type, but I, I have always like to a degree cared what other people think of me as far as like my image and the way I present myself and like what people say about me, especially people that like, I know, but what's so crazy is that like you would think that all the negative comments and everything that that video brought, would have kind of like enacted that a little bit more inside of me where it would like brought out the, oh my God, these people think the worst of me and I feel awful about myself now. Like you would think that it would have brought that out, but it actually pissed me off so much that I completely lost any fucks to give about what anybody thinks about me. Nice. That's like the best case scenario. So it was, it just was like, you know what? Fuck you. You don't know me. Yeah. You have no right to comment on what I look like right I'm sorry that a woman who is confident in herself and feels sexy beautiful and confident is triggering to you but that's your problem not mine
0: and you wasted your energy leaving this comment in the first place you literally sat there typed out the comment and sent it yeah so who's the real loser now
1: like that's the thing like all these keyboard warriors I'm like that is a sad life to live I have literally never scrolled Onto someone's video and thought, I don't like the way they look. I'm going to let them know. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Like, people leave comments on things. I don't.
1: How does it affect you in your life? Right. Like,
0: I'll leave a comment on, like, your videos and, like, friends' stuff. But the thought of leaving a comment, especially, like, a damaging and degrading one yes. on a stranger's video. Like, what the f- are you doing like
1: what is so wrong in your life that that's you have nothing better to do yeah
0: what's your relationship with your mother like exactly I like just a little
1: indicative I think that you like I just yeah so anyways that for me just kind of like lit this fire inside of me where I was like I didn't give a shit before but I kind of did like to a certain degree I did care what other people think about me and the way the world sees me now I'm pissed off And I don't fucking care. Yeah. So I just like, I used it and I would take negative comments and I would use it and make reply videos and they would get, they would get roasted to filth. That was my favorite season of your TikTok. Yes, (laughs) I know. And so I like used it for one thing to bring attention to who's being shitty and to put them in their place. And then what's always funny is that anytime I would use someone's negative comment to like like, clap back, they would always comment on it and be like, oh, well, you made a whole video reply and blah, 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 blah. Like, why would you even give me the attention if it didn't bother you? And it's like, it doesn't bother me. It's the fact that I now have all these eyes on my videos that I can show everyone what a piece of shit you are. Yeah, and also- Like, you did that to yourself. Yep. You did that. Your choice to leave that comment left you at risk for me to roast your ass yeah i was
0: gonna say and little did you know that you left the comment
1: what's funny what's funny is that's the thing is they will leave the comment thinking oh she's not gonna it'll it'll get lost in all these comments right but i always find them and i will always clap back like i don't care like i really don't well i think tiktok
0: also like the way the comment section works is that you know you're your comment is higher if you get the most likes. And so sometimes people leave mean shit because they know there's more mean people in the world that are going to like it and then they're going to get more. And then it's this whole like ego feeding, like,
1: or it can, or it can backfire. For example, like my, my most recent video that's like going viral as we speak, like it's like climbing. Um, I pinned, I called it the pin of shame. Like one of the mean comments that was left. And I did a reply video to it. (laughs) And so that backfired on that commenter because now anyone who (laughs) comes to my video in support of me, that's the first comment that they see. I wonder how long it's going to take them to delete it. I don't know. Has it, did
0: anyone delete it after you did the video?
1: Every person deletes their comment and then it's always like, okay. Comment has been removed. At least stay consistent. At least have the balls to keep it up. Right. Like if you're going to open your mouth. I I literally have had people... Like, I've done reply videos to clap back at them. Not only do they delete their comments, sometimes they will completely deactivate their account because people are, like, finding them and, like, (laughs) yeah. You did that to yourself. Sorry you did. I'm not apologizing. Yeah. No.
0: You made your bed. It's time to lie down.
1: Exactly. Like, I am very much, this is how I am with everything in life. I will match and reciprocate whatever energy you give me. Yeah, that's true. You have always, Always. like, Like if I feel that you're at like a level four sass, I'm gonna be at like a level three and a half.
0: (laughs) I am coming for you.
1: You want to go low? I'll go lower. Like, and I am a very patient person. Like, I I'll take a lot of shit before I'm finally like okay. That's enough. Right. You know what I mean. Like I, I do put up with a lot before I'm finally like, you know what, fuck you. I'm yeah. not. You know.
0: You know what? We're done here.
1: We're not. We're not going to do that. Like whatever. But yeah, I'm very much the type of person that like I'm going to match your energy. So if you feel that I am coming off too harshly to you, that's a reflection of how you're treating me and you need to look at yourself.
0: Right.
1: Because one thing about me is I will never be the instigator. I will never be the one to come in hot and heavy.
0: Right.
1: Like, never. If you're doing it to me, I will match and reciprocate exactly the energy you're giving me. And what's funny is most people will play victim and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hey, man. Hey, you don't don't need to raise your voice. Like, you don't need to say that. And it's like, Well, you didn't have to either, yet you did. And what did you expect me to do, be a doormat? No, absolutely not. Not going to do that. Right. So I think that the, the platform that I've built to this point has definitely just... It's funny because, like, looking back on that first video where, like, all these people were, like, commenting all this mean shit it was definitely with the intention of like tearing me down and like taking away from my confidence. And if anything, like with every mean comment I read with every single troll I come across, it just like makes me more confident. Right? Like it just makes me feel that much more powerful because I'm like, I have you pressed enough that you took time to comment that That's pretty sad for you, buddy. That's really fucking sad. And you have to think about the women that, Mm -hmm. like, once you posted
0: that sound and they felt confident enough Mm -hmm. to come with their bodies and celebrate their bodies, there's also a degree of where they're like, she looks like me. She's Mm -hmm. celebrating her body. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that, too. I'm doing that, too. And now if anyone gives me any slack about my beauty and is not willing to celebrate me, like, I'm going to come back, too. It's almost like you gave permission Mm -hmm. for other people to...
1: Feel beautiful it's, as yeah. they are.
0: Yeah, and, like, kind of, like, stick up for themselves. Exactly. in a way. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, like, the comments I was getting from, like, especially, like, the ones that really got me were, like, I got so many women commenting or, like, DMing me saying, like, I literally bought my first bikini in 10 years because of you. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Or they'll be, like, normally we, like, I'll take my kids to the pool and I we, I just sit and I watch them. And, like, I got in the pool and played with my kids for the first time in years. Because I've, like, always been too scared to, like, show my body. And it's, like, she, this, this one girl, um, she DM'd me and she was just, like, I just want to thank you because, like, you know, my babies always, like, beg me to, like, hey, come swim with me and come do this and do that. And I always just, like, come up with excuses. And, um, she's, like, today for the first time I bought the first bathing suit I've owned since I had babies and I got in the pool with them and they can't stop talking about how it was just like the best day ever. And she's like, I wouldn't have had that without like you speaking up and you showing me and making me feel like I can do that. <laughs>
0: You're like giving people permission to like enjoy their life Well, lives. and just be
1: themselves. Yeah. That's like it. where people are making them feel like they aren't allowed to do that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like so much more than just like, yes, I'm happy to be like, a voice for people who need the like positive body image and like all of that but it's like it is so much deeper than that like when it comes to like that like you have to learn such a level of like self-love that it's like and most people just really don't know how to love themselves like they have never been taught they don't know what's possible and it's just like such a shame because yeah. They're made to feel that if they love themselves, that their ego is too big or they're being selfish or they're being cocky or, you know, oh, she's so conceited. And it's like, no, yeah, no. because I am comfortable and mm. I'm secure with who I am as a woman. That doesn't make you less of a person. It just right. makes me more of who I need to be. Right. It, has, has it doesn't do affect you. you in any way, shape yep. or form. Yeah. And so I just feel like I, it's, it's honestly felt really, really good. And I never thought that that's what it would be. I mean, I really just posted that for fun. And I was just like, right. I really was just having fun with it. Like I posted that for fun. I was like replying to the mean comments for fun. Cause it really was just fun for me to just like troll them back. And like, right. I never imagined that it like would become what it is. Right. So it's Right. been really cool and amazing to just see what it's become. Right. and who is following me and like what I'm doing for them is just it's really cool I never imagined that I would be able to provide that for for people in general but like at this point for such a large group of people so I'm just I'm really happy with where like where it's gone and where it's gotten me and it just like keeps I mean it keeps growing and right. so at this point I just in like trying to keep momentum I want to keep keep it going for the betterment just of everyone right you know would you
0: say the relationships and like the encouragement you've given other people is like the biggest blessing that's came from
1: absolutely like absolutely you know I have brands reach out to me all the time like I mean all the freaking time like offering me money to promote their products and like make this TikTok video for us and blah 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 and like Once in a while, if it's something that I already know and I love and I use, like, Mm -hmm. well, I already use this anyway. Like, yeah, I'd love to promote you. Like, if you want to, like, there's a little side hustle of, like, making a dollar here or there off of that. But, like, I, that is not the payout for creating. The payout for creating, for me, is the people that I am helping. And, you know, even if they didn't acknowledge it like I don't need a pat on the back just knowing that they do feel better though and that they can feel that you know my page is a safe space for them then that's like that's it that's all I need
0: yeah has there been like a favorite besides the bikini video because obviously I feel like that's the pinnacle what would you say would be like your next favorite moment that you've had because of your platform
1: so actually um let me think good question right yeah I like thought (laughs) I had one I was like no that's definitely not it um I got recognized because of the bikini video what where at okay I was out in in here in downtown Omaha and um I was going to the bathroom and I (laughs) this girl was peeing And, like, scrolling TikTok. And I I heard this sound. I didn't think it was my video. I just thought it was someone using my sound. Because at that point, like I said, there were tens of thousands of videos. Right. Like, it could have been anyone. It could have been anybody. I was like, oh, cool. That was, like, the sound that I, like, got started, whatever. It was mine. And she comes out of the video. Or it comes out of the bathroom stall as I'm washing my hands. And she just goes, no way. And I, like, I was, like, didn't acknowledge it because I'm, like,
0: Maybe she's not talking to me. No,
1: I didn't even consider that she was. I just was like, she stubbed her toe or something. I'm just, like, washing my hands. And she's like, is this you? And she, like, puts her phone in my face. And I just started laughing. I got so awkward. And I was like, yeah, that's me. And she's like, are you kidding me? She was she's was, like, like in disbelief. She's like, no, it's not. This is you? And I'm like, yeah. And she's just like. Girl, I have watched this every single time. She's drunk crying in the bathroom. You know how you make best friends when they're drunk crying in the bathroom at a bar. True. Totally drunk crying in the bathroom. And she's just like, I, anytime I start feeling really shitty about myself, I like this is pinned, like, this is saved for me, like, I have it saved on my phone, and I'll literally watch it just to, like, give myself, like, a boost of confidence, she's, like, like, right up, she's wearing, like, a crop top and, like, um, high-waisted jeans, and she's just, like, honestly, like, I just was starting to feel really bloated, and, like, I was starting to just feel, like, you know maybe i shouldn't have wore this out tonight because my stomach is a little bit bigger than it normally is and i was really considering going home and i pulled up your video so that i could feel better and like you've literally like this video has been like you've been my hype girl every single day like when i'm feeling like shit about myself i just play this and like she's like you are literally like you have no idea like how much you've helped me why she's like i struggle with body issues I've struggled with eating disorders and I'm in remission and I'm trying so hard not to go back. And like, whenever I think about going back to that, like I literally play your video and I like, it helps me realize I don't need to worry about that. Did you start crying? I did. I was like, (laughs) you, have. I was like, you have to stop because like, I'm doing it. and she's like I'm gonna buy you a drink and I'm like okay that's fine and she's, yeah let's take a shot yeah. <laughs> yeah I know so she she bought me a drink and we took a shot together and like that was it but it was so oh freaking cool just to like not getting recognized that wasn't the cool part like that was like honestly really weird but just like her telling me like knowing that I was helping her through that's what I'm saying it's so much more than just like about the way your body looks like She was dealing with major, major, major mental health issues. And that video for her was just something... It was a reminder for her to to not, like, give in to her demons. Right. And so that, for me, was just, like, I cannot... Like, I'll never forget that. I will absolutely never forget it. Shout out to her. I know. Mm -hmm. I wish I would... I think her name was, like... I honestly want to say her name was, like, Abby or something like that. She was really drunk. Like, she was slurring yeah. quite a bit and, like, whatever, which is fine. Like, we've all been there. Yeah. So I don't quite remember her name. and But, it it, it yeah, that was very, very cool. What a,
0: like, full circle movement either. Uh, but I also, mean, when you were recording that in your backyard, you would have never thought that this would have been the, no. like, result of it
1: either. As a matter of fact, like, I did not have body confidence. Like, I really was just recording that because it was like a nice day out and I was already in my bikini and like soaking up the sun like with my laptop working outside. Right. And I was scrolling and like I came across the video that the sound came from. And I was just like, oh that'd be funny cuz like I obviously I don't look like most people's version of a 10, so it'd be kind of funny to record this. I literally recorded it and like one take posted it, didn't even give it a second thought. And the next time I looked at my phone, it was like my notifications were out of control. And I was like, what the, and I look and I was like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? Like how I was not anticipating it. Like I had less than a hundred followers at the time that I posted it. Really? Yeah. What? And I jumped to like 40,000 in like two weeks Mm -hmm what? Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't know that. I thought you already no, had like a decent No, I had
1: girl. nothing. I had no platform whatsoever.
0: It was so crazy because when you posted it, I didn't have TikTok and I got the video sent to me by two separate people. I was like, isn't this yeah. your best friend from Nebraska? I was yes. like, yeah, doesn't she look so
1: cute? People were sending it to me and like, it just was crazy. It was so crazy. And I was just like confused because I was like, "I'm I'm literally just existing That's another thing that really bothers me is, like, I think that, like, look, I love a good hype girl, okay? Right. I think we praise each other a little too much for things that it's just, like, I'm just existing. I'm not being brave because I have stomach rolls. Right like I mean that's, that's just me point, that's but... just me being a human being like I am happy that that is helping other women but at the same time where the hell are we at in a society where you're literally getting praised for being okay with having your stomach rolls on video like right. that should just be something that's already normal that's a good point so like that was like one of the first things that popped in my head and I was like I have to keep this going because this needs to be normalized like I love that I'm helping other women and that they're feeling more confident because of this but they should already fucking feel comp. This shouldn't even be an issue right they should already feel great about themselves no matter what their body looks like like the the it should just be normal it shouldn't be something that's brave for someone to do so like that has been my goal ever since then is to just normalize it normalize that not every person is the looks the same not every person is the same like what even is normal like everyone needs to stop fitting into a box and just allow people to exist as they are like i i don't understand how people can be so pressed and so mad about someone else making decisions and just living as they want to live and it doesn't affect them in any way shape or form but they're upset at them
0: right and also it's like you kind of have to meet people where they're at in a way too yeah
1: so that has been something that is like yeah it's great to to help other women and for them to see their bodies as beautiful because of a video I posted, but at the same time they should already feel that way about themselves. Right. Like the fact that as a society we have made women to feel that all of their value and their worth is in the way they look, and if whether they're whether or not they're appealing to other people is like no, that's not the way it should be. Like. Your value should exist within you, within yourself, not within anyone else. Like, you should just know what it is. And right. you should believe that that's what it is without someone else validating you. We need to right. learn how to self-validate. Like, I think that it's kind of like with relationships. Like, I don't think that people should look at relationships as you are my happiness. You complete me. Right. You should be a complete and happy person on your own and they should be a complete and happy person on their own. And you coming together should just add to the happiness Yeah, that your guys is, you guys can add to each other's happiness, but it's not a crutch for it. Right. You know, I think it's the exact same way where it's like, you know, we should all just already feel like validated by ourselves and any external validation that might come our way is just an added bonus. But we aren't tying our entire worth into what other people think or feel about us. Or another
0: person and their, like, perception of exactly. you. Especially exactly. Especially in relationships like that, too. is really easy to get wrapped into the, like, well, what does my partner
1: think? That becomes your whole identity. Is yeah. For most people, that is their whole world, their whole life, their whole identity is making their partner happy and doing things that only make their partner happy and not looking at themselves and what makes them happy or just the whole world in general, like looking at what as a what quote unquote normal society would, what would make them happy if I do things this way, but does that make me happy? Like, I just think that validation should always come from within and you yourself, you need to figure out how, to validate yourself, how to make yourself happy, how to love yourself, and anything that is external from that, any sort of external love, validation, and happiness, is just like the cherry on top of the sundae.
0: That's an amazing, I want that like written on a (laughs) sign.
1: I need that like on my bathroom
0: window, and like a sticky note, and like,
1: Yes, I actually so I've used that analogy and I've considered getting like a cherry tattoo as just like the (gasps) reminder that like I am enough on my own and anything that is external of that is just the cherry on top. It's not necessary, but it just like adds to it and it just makes it that much. It just enhances it, but it's not necessary. You know, you have to learn how to be enough on your own without other people making you feel like you are or you are not. Oh, i love you so much <laughs> i'm like
0: over here i'm like i'm so lucky now oh,
1: oh, you're my favorite you're my favorite
0: thank you so much for coming on the podcast I've thank so... you for
1: having me oh my gosh i was so excited i literally screamed when you texted me i i screamed Did you like
0: my professional <gasps> message? yes
1: i was like i was like what is wrong with her for a second i was like is she announcing something to me, or like what is going on? And then I read it, and I screamed, and I was like, "No way! No way!" I the I, podcast. I had to so give exciting. you like the tr- true treat. No, I love that you did that. Actually, I love it. I love it. Then you can it's see it.
0: like how it looks for other people too. I know.
1: I I love it, and I just have to say too that I'm like so proud of you for your podcast and just like everything you're doing. Like I listen to every episode and you're, I know someone sold you out the last time I was home. Someone was like, Brie listens
0: to every single episode and she literally comes to work and tells all of us that we need to listen. What her favorite part of the episode was. It makes me listen to it at the gym. Like I always know
1: that like you're in there. I love what you're doing. And like, I know I've been like just talking about how like, you know, what my platform has done and, like, who it's helping, but, like, you are doing a lot as well, and I don't know if anyone ever gives you enough of a pat on the back, but you are also helping people, and you are literally giving other people a voice and allowing them to be heard, which is, like, huge, especially because I know you work really hard to give like minorities and women and just like the underdogs kind of like me people who normally don't get a voice or are try to be kept silent you give them a voice and and something to speak on and so I that's like amazing of you so I just want to say how proud I am of you. (laughs) For this whole podcast, because it's so cool, it is so cool watching it grow. I always like check in, make sure that I'm like. You're gonna like Loki, make me cry. No, well, I am. I am like this. It's so cool what you're doing. It really is. Like you, you're you you are literally giving people a voice to talk about important issues and things that they're passionate about, and that is like huge because a lot of people are silenced. And made to feel like they have to be silenced, and you are giving them the platform and the opportunity to to use their voice when they probably haven't felt that from anybody. So that's huge too. So I'm very proud of you. <laughs> okay. We're gonna stop this before I cry. Okay, that's thank fine. you for coming. Yes, up. thank you for having me. Oh my god. That is that so good. Oh, I love you.
0: I love you too.
1: I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so happy that we did this. (laughs) This Me too. It's gonna be so cool. I'm just sitting over your cross. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs)